0: The Big Question on Afternoon Talk with Ashraf Ghada. Raising the issues nobody else will. Only on SAFM.
1: Well, good afternoon. I trust you had a a very good weekend, although many people have mixed views about so many things that happened on the weekend. But ultimately, if I internalize it, I certainly hope it was fine for you, okay, no need to make mention of the weather, weather, because I know whether you're from the Western Cape to the Eastern Cape to uh, KZN to Johannesburg and Gauteng and even further north and uh, some parts of uh, Pumalanga and maybe the Midlands as well, uh, the Free State, just about everywhere we are in the middle of a... Real chilly winter freeze and some wet weather as well uh, for many parts of the country, unseasonally so for uh, certainly regions uh, in the in the east of South Africa. Now let's get to the big question. June sixteenth, we know that comes up the uh, public holiday on Thursday, the Youth Day. Well, it's called Youth Day, but. I tell you what, anywhere you go around the world, when, when you make reference to South Africa and you say June 16th uh, or June 16, everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. You don't have to even say much. They know about 1976. Now, incredibly, it's 40 years since that day, June 16th, 1976. It'll be 40 years this Thursday. And it certainly got me thinking, and that's the basis of what we want to talk about now. We know... Or well, we think we know what the nineteen seventy six generation stood for and fought for and protested uh on that day, june sixteenth, nineteen seventy six. But forty years on, what is the june sixteenth or what is the june sixteenth of the twenty sixteen generation? Think about this one. What is the june sixteenth of the twenty sixteen generation? generation clearly issues have changed we're still talking students it can't be the same can it what then is the june 16th of the june of the 2016 generation i'll have three guests maybe four to talk us through this because on a monday the big question is always one hour my name is ashraf gandha this is the Afternoon Talk Show. Welcome indeed to the show. Now, to call in, it's 0891-104207 to SMS34701 and to tweet using hashtag Afternoon Talk, please do so. So we pick up a trend of what's happening all around the show. Uh, and then you can tweet to SFM Radio and tweet to me at Ashraf Ghanda. Right, so the three guests we have, Professor Teppo uh, Letsiba is with me. with a... Uh, involved in political lectures, uh, professor of politics, in fact, attached to UNISA. Uh, professor, uh, let's see if I could check into you. Hi. Uh,
2: good afternoon, Ashraf, and to the listener.
1: Appreciate your time. We also have uh, Michaela Erskog, Erskok yes, who is doing her MA. Uh, in fact, we'll get to her in just a moment. And uh, therefore, let me then get to uh, in Trombie's corner, Valela, who is doing her MA. On intellectual work and value of Winnie Mandela, amongst many other things, right? So I appreciate your time, uh, in Tom Corner. Hi. Hi. Thank you, Asha, for having me. Thank you so much. Right. Well, so let's start with you. What is the, what then is the, what is the June 16 of the 2016 generation?
3: So, um, I think it's a lot of things because we are now, as you had said, it's the 40th anniversary of, um, this day in 1976. And last year I witnessed a lot of, um, you know, uh, a stirring up, a restirring of youth politics within the student space, if we're going to particularize it. Um, but more than anything, in fact, let me just backtrack a little bit, actually. Um, it was a re of youth politics within, you know, your well-known institutions, the previously white institutions. And so that allows it, and I guess because of that kind of privilege, we've got to be aware of that, um, the student politics then become sort of um, something that we're sensitised to as a society because we can't forget the work of students at UWC over the years, beyond uh, before t- uh, 2015, uh, the work of students at PUT and and so on. But I think 2015 saw sort of like a collective um, rupture in uh, in I guess in, in in student in student activism within this, uh, within um, within Uh, within the student, within the university space and also when we're thinking about the kind of responses to this engagement, particularly police responses, police brutality that we witnessed last year and the beginning of this year, we can't not sort of draw reference to the kind of visuals we saw. Um, okay, but, 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 the 19th but 19th. therefore, I mean, I
1: mean, we're sort of almost just shifting sideways here. I understand there's been protests and there's been, uh, and, and, there were, you know, certainly responses to protests, but let's just deal with the actual issues now in 2016 and therefore that question. What yes. is the, what is the June 16 of the 2016 generation? I mean, what are the four, five, or, or just one issue perhaps if there is, uh, that the 2016 generation is dealing with right now?
3: I think, you know, the reason why I'm sort of moving it back to 2016, because these are the conversations that we started seeing as students. We started thinking about well, this, especially responses to, we started to think about, well, has 1976 really been a moment of that year, or has it actually come to sort of haunt us again? And we see that again in 2016, especially when we're now counting mathematically, and seeing that this is actually 40 years um, since that time. And so for us, it means, and I, and I mean, I'm not going to speak for all students, but for myself and my experience with, as, a, as a young student, it, it kind of is a bit disheartening almost um, if this is the kind of responses that we see, that we're exposed to, that we remain vulnerable to. And um, given that iconic moment, right, and that tragic moment, but also at the same time, we can't, we can't not note uh, the, the victories um, that we've experienced. Since the post 1994 dispensation as well, so when you reflect reflecting, you see that okay, fine, there's, there's encouragement that we can get from the 1976 generation that they thought about uh, that that moment was a catalyst moment that brought about a movement, of a different kind of change. Okay,
1: but, um, it's, uh, but it, it still talks about you know what, what are other issues <laughs> that we need to think about. You you think about that? We'll certainly get to you in just a minute. Uh, I want to bring in Professor Litsiba uh, from UNISA. So your your thoughts on that question? What is the 2016 of the what is, what, is the nine, what is the June sixteenth in this case of the twenty sixteen generation?
2: <laughs> well, twenty sixteen. Uh, well, as as it was said earlier on, well, it represents a lot of things, various things to a number of people. That's that's fine, but um, I, I have come to wonder what exactly it represents to the young ones, and I want not to blame them. I also want to blame the elders, who helped take the political content out of 2016. One, you would recall that at one stage, it was all about music festivals. That's how it was celebrated. And then, and then when the, the debate began to be critical, even the comrade marathons were taken out of June 16 in order to give it a semblance of dignity resonating with what? At least the values... The aspirations and the desires of the young fellows of, 10, uh, of 1996. That's one. Two, you say to yourself looking at where we are and the caliber of the student leadership we have today, who are almost um, well informed about what needs to be done, however, perpetually at loggerheads with the management of the institutions. What could be the reason for that? And I'm saying uh, there's been a defocus on educational content in preparation for a role to play as an adult citizen to active political activism at the expense of their own education and preparation for adulthood. Hence, one, the misdirection of the Rose Must Fall movement. Started well, gained momentum, and we enjoyed universal support, but got infiltrated by the wrong elements and derailed. Seas must fall, universal support, but again, got derailed with the acquiescence to some extent of the political leadership of certain parties, because they, yes. for them, there was a benefit to try to draw some dividends. Okay, so so if I, we, we can develop we can develop this in detail we can develop this in a society, moment. The role of the adults in taking the political content. Okay, out now, of wh- what I'm saying we can
1: we can develop it, but maybe just just for the moment I'm looking at maybe if, if there's one or two or three key issues that the 2016 generation has to deal with right now. In fact, maybe think about it as well, um because I also want to bring in our third guest and we'll get to her in just a second. What for you, think about this one. It's an interesting one. June 16th, we all know what June 16th means, but 40 years later, what is the June 16th of the 2016 generation? It's a new June uh, June 16th. So what is their June 16th 40 years later? What are the issues uh in fact that they are fighting for, protesting for, marching for, in the same way they're drawing inspiration from what happened 40 years ago. This is the Afternoon Talk Show. My name is Ashraf Garda.
0: Ashraf Garda on SAFM.
1: I look at, you uh, in fact, I'm, I'm picking up one or two tweets already, and if you are tweeting, just tweet hashtag Afternoon Talk, and then you can tweet to me on SAFM Radio. Uh, my Six X 2016. I'm sure. I'm not sure if I'm reading it correctly or my cross 2016. I don't know. But uh, the bottom line is, uh, pre 94 we fought for equality or e- equality, opportunity and self-reliance. Now we fight for handouts and good time. MTV youth are clueless interesting point made I wonder whether my guests especially the younger guests uh, in particular would, would, would concur with that or would actually argue with that too as well let's get to uh, Michaela Ers, uh, Koch who's doing her MA as well on influential Pan-African figures including uh, Mariam Plali Bessie Head and Noni Jabuva uh, Michaela good chatting to you hi Hi, Ashraf. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Right. Okay, maybe, you know, one, two, three, four, five, if there is, without getting into explanations, in in terms of what Mm -hmm. would be your list of the, yes, the, the 20, the 2016 generation, what would be their June 16th right now? Well,
3: um, a couple of things, first off, I think what um, the two thousand and sixteen youth have really shown is the need to reimagine our reading of a lot of these historical moments. so for example, I think there is a, a desperate need and we felt the desperation amongst the students a desperate need to rethink how we think about what things like June 16th meant for us in a way that will actually um, work towards what we in this current moment need. So, for example, iconic imagery around it is often, um, it's not necessarily thought about how devastating it is to see a young child carrying a dead young child. I mean, I I find it disconcerting that we aren't constantly, um, when we see this image, we aren't constantly broken by it. And I think there's a need to reimagine how we approach these historical paths, In order for them to actually make sense in the present, the one thing is we need to actually rethink how we imagine those moments, because otherwise it's often left to rhetorical devices that don't actually touch on the the the, the more embedded issues within our educational system. Okay, but but therefore,
1: Mikayla, if I I can pin you down to maybe you know Mm -hmm. two or three. I mean, maybe you have more, but just specific points, like wish lists, I'm saying, for example it's common knowledge the the June 16th generation of 1976, uh, very clear the, the immediate goal was, why are we being taught uh, all subjects in Afrikaans, that was just not yes. tenable, right? That was their goal initially, to protest against that, now if we said, okay, the 2016 generation, what are your, your clear goals in terms of what is it that you are protesting for, if in fact there is anything to protest for?
3: All right, number one, we need to be having, I think, we need a more African, and people keep saying this, we need to have a more African curriculum, but what does that mean? That means A, the first step is to actually read content that comes out of Africa. B, it means we actually need to analyze how it is we are teaching what we're taught, because the fact of the matter is, when I was taught African theory in the politics department, it was still under the auspices of promoting Western values and Western epistemology, so that being the production of knowledge is still based on a life experience that historically comes out of the West, right? So we need to, and I know that sounds very airy and fairy, but that is the case. We need to change how we are approaching actual education. Number two, places like the university County known as Rhodes aren't actually public resources. They in no capacity actually respond to their immediate community. They don't respond to the Eastern Cape needs. They don't respond to Grahamstown's needs, right? So what we need to be doing is to have more particular direct conversations with the broader community about what is needed from the education day. So, okay. For example, in Grahamstown, we struggle with uh, water management. How is it that our university is catering towards rethinking how we can um, deal okay, with Okay, so, so what you're saying, universities need
1: to be more relevant in terms of what, what they're actually exactly. catering for. Okay, is, is there more?
3: So that doesn't Away, that doesn't mean uh, how historically black universities have operated. That doesn't mean doing away with the humanities in order for more technical, scientific. It's about reorientating our humanities to respond to community issues.
1: Okay, is is there more? Because we'll, we'll come back well, to we'll develop I mean, them. Is, is there another point?
3: For example, um, we we with got to what happened recently this year with the reference list in terms of sexual violence. We need to understand that all these issues as they come up are directly linked to their colonial past. So when we're dealing with rape culture, what has been particularly problematic is we are putting the onus on the victim to prove what has happened to them. And it's not necessarily a community buy-in on how can we protect the victim in the situation. And that is linked to how um, our universities are forever um, not wanting to take the onus of rethinking what rape culture means and how that should be embedded in our curriculum, in our social practices. Because otherwise you aren't responding to okay. uh, society. So I've,
1: I've made a note of those, we'll certainly develop it talking the African curriculum, public resources in terms of relevance of universities and maybe rethinking that whole issue around rape and the rape culture uh, and what happens at universities. Ironically, when we talk about june sixteenth of nineteen seventy six, it was it was started at schools and, and interestingly enough nobody's really necessarily talking about what's happening at high school level, which is the catalyst for men mm-hmm. versus campuses mm-hmm. right now? I'll certainly get back to um, my guests. We've got three guests, including uh, Michaela Koch, which you just heard a voice right now. But let's get let's get some quick calls on this issue of what is the June 16th or 16th of the 2016 generation? Uh, Mike, uh, brother Peter Wiley from Glenstown, go ahead. Hi. The, uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Thank you, Ashraf. Forty years has gone by so quickly, and you you ask a very good question. What are the issues today? Well, if one could focus uh, primarily on the education system, I'm sure that a lot of the people who made big sacrifices uh, 40 years ago are rather disappointed to see what has happened to our education system today. And I'd like to suggest that um, to find a solution, well, first of all, you had a a very, very tactful, articulate guest on SAFM. It wasn't on your program. First of all, people who came from a more advantaged background should get more involved with the PTA meetings. But we could actually rekindle uh, or re-stir the youth, as one of your guests said, to the, the youth must get involved with uh, education and not accept Mediocrity. Because why should they ask for fees to fall and then for poor teachers to be paid from taxpayers' money for poor education? The, the, the issue in, is entirely in their hands, and they should not accept the status quo. I don't know. Okay, so but, but the people developing, you say, look, you're saying low in the world. Peter,
1: your, your key issue is about rethinking education, the education system. That's what you're saying, right?
0: Yes, yeah. I think the youth should get involved, and the more advantaged people should get involved by going to these meetings. And enabling or empowering the, the the disadvantaged people who apparently are are not able to actually handle the situation and insist on better education uh-huh.
1: okay, got that uh, peter, peter Wani from uh, Grahamstone let's get. To, we'll get further calls as well uh, in a moment, in fact, we'll do it right after this all right, talking about uh, June sixteenth uh, or June sixteenth forty years later, there are new issues aren't there uh, and what then are the issues? of the 2016 generation versus what they were in a, on, on that day, June 16th 1976 so 40 years later, what, are we, what should we be tackling now, and the point I brought up earlier on, which I think is important, uh, that up to now we, we're certainly talking at a, at a university level but the issues then were actually at high school level and uh, they're not as pronounced in the discussions that we're having right now on air and certainly even off the air on social media and elsewhere as well uh, comments from Mary, some of the we've got a Mary from Jambisa I think June 16 of the 2016 generation they partly is partly they don't understand June 16 that is the most interesting point to bring up the youth were dealing with the matter at hand which was education uh, 2016 we need to root out the divide and rule ideology because it hides in everything according to that particular SMS ok let's get back then to my guest that we have uh, in tombi. In Tombi, the uh, corner, of Valera is one of my three guests. She's doing an MA on, on the value and the classical work of uh, Winnie Mandela. So, do you want to just pick up then, or maybe some of the points that was brought up already by Michaela? You want to add to that uh, in terms of African mm-hmm. curriculum? Is is that a big uh, now? Is that is that as important an issue that it was to the to 1976 in terms of what what they fought for then? Um, I think it is important, Ashraf,
3: um, because. I, I want to just sort of, because we just think to just go uh, quoting um, or paraphrasing what Louis Gordon says about shifting the geography of reason. Now, often when people are naysayers of of this discussion around uh, an African curriculum or Africanizing the curriculum, it's like we're throwing away Western thought and replacing it with African thought. What we're saying is we're trying to open um, the canon up because it is there. Right? So in the same way that we would teach Marx um, we also should be teaching subukwe, right? Because also we need to think about how Marx, how subukwe uses Marx um, for the African experience, right? Or how, um, or how Matiba uses African, or the generation of. Um, 1944, the youth of 1944, right, the ANC, usually the Lembertas, the generation of Lembertas, which is how they use the conversation of African nationalism to, to, to sort of particularize it to this part of our continent. So that's what it means by Africanizing or decolonizing the curriculum as many students have said. But now to add on to, to, the, to other issues, I think more than anything, there's also an issue of access, because then we're thinking about youth unemployment, right? So beyond our student activism, going into the work, right, those kinds of things, right, with, we because I mean, we have to think about the reality of poverty. Um and, we, and generally when we're going into university spaces, we're attempting to break a cycle of poverty within our own spaces, within our own family background. And so we can't now, uh, so the so, so issues don't end at
1: Curriculum in the university space, but they also expand. Okay, to the but but, but space should should poverty be, be be a subject that the students are fighting for, or should they get should should their fight be getting education right and leaving other issues, and they're all related, I know, but leaving other issues for other people to fight?
3: Oh, I don't I don't think so. I think we need to I think when we when we're trying to leave things to other groups. I think it's also quite slightly problematic. Right uh, when we're sort of thinking this is the children's table and that's the adult table. I think there needs to be sort of uh, a collective working, right? Because also one of the things, the, the earlier speaker had spoken about is disappointment with elders, right? Because also when we think about the generation of 1976, these are our parents now. So I think there's a wealth there's, there's of wisdom Within the generation of 1976, that is useful for us in working together to build our nation further. Because South Africa is not complete. We need to understand that history is still continuing. Making is still continuing of our modern um, of modern South Africa. We haven't.
1: Pardon, we okay. haven't.
3: Um, we haven't finished. Right. Let me, let me see if I can. Student, okay. Let me see
1: if I can. If I can just pick up Professor um, uh, from Unisa's thoughts on on that part. That whatever it is, the students fight for. Should they be fighting for for educational issues, campus or high school issues, or should they be looking at broader societal issues?
2: Well, they they could do all all those um, within the same rubric, but I think the point there... The points, I just want to uh, let on to a few points made here. That, uh, um, as an earlier, I published extensively on um, cognitive justice, uh, indigenous knowledge system, and Africanization of the curriculum. So I wouldn't like to go into that, but the question I would ask why is it that century programs are not popular when it comes to subscription by the students themselves? One example. Yesterday, when I was teaching at another university, in, ni- in the 1990s, Africans became more popular, and we had to close down African languages while the uh, 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 Afrikaans were enjoying some resurgence. What went wrong with the psyche of, of the, of the Africans at the time? It's the source of all the trouble in 1976, but subsequently there are more Africans in African medium institutions today where I live, and that's the point that I'm saying. Perhaps we also make, we need to make some introspection whether it's just a lip service that we are playing. That's, let's leave it at that. Youth okay. involvement. Alright. In activities Let's of the communities.
1: Okay, as hold up a about youth involvement. I'm, I'm going to come to that in just a minute, uh, because we're on to we're onto news time, but I also want to invite your calls as well. Uh, you listening in, whether you're a person of that 1976 generation yourself, or you're older, or whether you are a student right now, high school, university, what for you then is the June 16th or sixteenth of the 2016 generation. What are the issues that students now should be arguing about, fighting about, protesting about, 40 years later? Oh wait, nine one one zero four two zero seven two thirty. Yes, the news headlines. Thanks, Ashraf. In the headlines, a life behind bars for Oscar Pistorius has come under scrutiny during his sent- pre-sentencing hearing in the High Court in Pretoria. Sports Minister Figi Lembalula has hailed the South African Human Rights Commission order that Cape Tonian Matthew Tennyson carry out sport community service following racist rants as a warning to racists who believe some sporting codes are an exclusive right of one race. And South Africa has come in at 109 out of 163 countries in a global ranking of children's rights. Details at 3 o'clock.
0: Ashraf Garda on SAFM. Isn't that amazing? 109 in
1: with regard to children's rights. to see, because that's what it was even in, in, uh, on June 16, 1976. Uh, these were children. And let's, let's get that right. They may have become fiery students, but they were, in fact, children trying to assert themselves, uh, because it, it certainly wasn't happening. I do understand that Professor, uh, Tepo Lesiva has got to leave. So maybe just, just continue that point and then I'm, then I'm going to let you go. Go ahead.
2: Well, knowledge is power and in education lies in the future of any country. If there is anything the students can do for themselves, for us, and for posterity, let them invest themselves in knowledge in the books. When you talk about youth involvement, the reason why the youth today are not as, as respected and providing the necessary leadership as one would expect of them is because the politics has taken precedence over anything. And I don't have a problem with student political activism. I have a problem with party politics. That's why when they convene meetings, people would not even attend because they will turn it into party political activities rather than community oriented meetings that seek to alter the material condition of the people who need at least the guidance, the knowledge and the expertise they have derived from tertiary institutions
1: okay, got that, thank you, you need to go, I know that right, is that right, Professor uh, Letziba thank, thank you so much for your time, Professor Letziba lecturing in politics, uh, attached to uh, to UNISA let's, uh, let's uh, I'm going to get to uh, Michaela Erskog in just a moment, but let's get Kolofel uh, on the line from Tembisa, hi hello hello, hello uh, how
3: are
1: you? yeah, I'm very good, go ahead, your thoughts I'm fine,
3: Now, just want to comment
4: about uh,
1: June 16th go ahead
4: okay uh, nowadays on June sixteenth mm-hmm. uh, our children they don't celebrate it for June sixteenth because they drink drugs, they drink beers and they drink uh. Nya Ope. So that's why I said we must do it uh, must do something about it. you know? Yeah, carry on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just want to tell you that in June sixteenth they must celebrate like before, they
0: must
4: fight for our freedom to And they're speaking of nowadays.
1: They don't want you to vote. All right. Got so Maybe they should fight for voting as well. All right. So let's leave it at that. Thank you. Uh, you know, on the line from Kai. Hi, uh, Asha. Good
4: afternoon. Th- thank you. Um, thanks thanks um, for us. Thanks the show. for A quick thing From a young person myself, I think uh, we do need to know where we're coming from, especially us as Africans, to know where we're going to. We need to learn about other people as well and also try and identify ourselves with our surroundings uh, and be the ones that are going to be the next people that are, are, are going to... Okay, I, I hear that and that's yes, all That's yes.
1: all great, but I mean, what would you focus on specifically? What for, That means as a, as a young South African studying, what is the biggest yes. issue... Facing you as as a grouping compared to what it what what the 1976 generation faced then.
4: Okay, like uh, what I see with 1976, they had a lot of courage because they actually they made what was unjust it became just. Like even if you look at what we had today about. People still fighting on fees must fall and all those things. They were able to fight and make that mark. I think us, we also need to draw from that and learn how, why, how it is that we need to fight and tackle our own issues then. Where, where, you, and, and, who we need to, 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 be with and, and places where you need to, cause I, I, always say that sometimes it's always about places too, the place where you are. The place where you are, change that place around you, change the people around you slowly, slowly, and then it all comes up to this massive thing where we, we all start moving out as, 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 as a big, if you get what I mean, if you get I'm All right, I, I get what you're saying. We're not yeah,
1: specific about what yeah. it is you need to fight for, but I get that. Thanks yes, for. But thanks for to yeah. fight. Uh, we
4: need to fight, and our biggest weapon is education. That's wow, all, there and you and are. So, maybe I
1: you need to fight how. for the type of quality education that I may be missing. Appreciate your call. I will get to others Monday in just a second. Let's go back. That's to uh, to Mikaela Let's just talk about education. Why is what why would we not be saying that? Quality education across the country, at high school, at university level, good enough to ensure that South Africa is able to rise as a one of the finest countries in the world, is the bare minimum we need to be fighting for as students in 2016.
3: Let me give you a quick anecdote that then relates to earlier points about... Um why education can't be fought on as an insular thing, and the issue of mediocrity, for example. At the university currently known as Rhodes, I know a friend who is fresh out of high school, just started um, an a, a commerce degree, and she was doing a management course. And in the management course, they were talking about workplace harassment. And the logic of the lecturer basically said, if a man is is, is trying to comfort you, don't be too sensitive about it. So... He basically is trying to promote this kind of rape r- culture in his logic. Implicitly, he might not understand that. But what it points to is that there are also a lot of lecturers, particularly uh, uh, my experience at the university currently known as Rhodes, who are also haven't – are mediocre, or essentially mediocre. And they aren't – a lot of them haven't published for years. A lot of them haven't changed their course in years. So I do think there needs to be also a system of accountability for lecturers and for educators because well, well, okay but, but, but that's, we my, that's my but that's precisely my, my about point about
1: Michaela, about that's precisely my point i'm right. asking you that question why why mm-hmm. uh, and understand all the other issues are critically important the issue of 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 sexism and racism and uh mm-hmm. the issue about fees must fall and access to actually wanting to study understand all those things and they're not less important okay but i'm asking that question mm-hmm. why why is it if, if i did a poll of a hundred students why would they not say education that would give us the, empower us to become a leading nation in the world as the minimum requirement. Why is that not the narrative at this point in time from the students themselves?
3: I don't think that's not the narrative. I think that's implicit in the narrative. It's that people are trying to address particularities that might feed into why and how we can become a greater nation. Because I hope you understand as well I'm a foreign national, right? I've studied in South Africa. My youth is South Africa. I've been in South Africa since primary school, right? So I'm deeply indebted to the education system here and to the people who have educated me and, and, and my, my family for giving me that education. But what is clear is that um, whilst we need to be able to talk about how this will make our nation greater, we also can't lose the particularities of each each circumstance and each community and what that means for each community. Do you follow me?
1: I, I hear you, but, okay, so you're saying they, they linked, but but can you not prioritize one more important than the other?
3: I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so because all these things are, so, for example, the management course is mediocre because, A, it hasn't been updated in years. It hasn't been considering how does the market actually change, so how do managers need to, a, to adjust to market changes? They are doing that, and it's because the educator doesn't have to change they are and what they do, they are comfortable with the privilege that they've afforded as a lecturer and most of the time in the situation of the University of known as well, they are white lecturers who are so comfortable in the way things have always been that when they are confronted with students, it's seemingly it's seemingly um, out of place. But it's because they aren't held to account. So I think in that situation we need to have greater systems of accountability that many people have said previously in this conversation, are attached to us, um, are attached to sorry, I'm losing my train of thought.
1: Okay, think think about it. I'm, I'm not going to lose you. We'll certainly come back to you in just a second. SMS: mm-hmm. The issue for you today is not. How to get a freebie? It's about how to give. Uh, another one. He keeps saying knowledge is power, but youth goes to school, but no jobs opportunities. That from uh, Google and and there's uh, Google in Zamandi. There's a couple more that I'll pick up on. However, I will go back to uh, in Zikona uh, Valella, who's also doing an M. A. But this time on uh, on looking at the value of uh, Winnie Mandela. Now, l- let me just pick up that point again from from your side, uh, in Intombi Zikona. Uh, the yeah. I understand. I mean, I can list ten things that are important, okay? But, mm. but strategically, if you focus on all five or all ten in one go, you saturate the the the, the thrust of your argument, right? Shouldn't you looking? Shouldn't students be looking at? And I'm talking at varsity and at high school at one particular yeah. all-overriding theme that hopefully that mm. comes right. We'll see everything else then fall into place. Then you can tackle the sub issues later on. Yeah.
3: Um, Ashraf, I'm i not sure about that because I don't think we, I think we must be careful of not looking things sort of singularly because we don't lead single issue lives. So, for example, if we're taking, um, so your basic education, the basic education space, right, the concept of feeding schemes in schools, the understanding is that if we feed our children, they're able to concentrate in class and it's able to pack in knowledge, right? So that's why it's important to, to include the issue of food within the school space. In the same way, when we're thinking about poor students in the university space, that high and dining will exist, right? For students living far, far further from the campus, right? They will have access to a cafeteria on the campus, like right now, road, students are okay. But the I school. understand. But, but
1: isn't that the issue with 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 those in power? That means government and other organizations that need to be dealing with that, and other civic bodies and political parties need to put pressure on government and, and when when they themselves govern to sort that out. Shouldn't the focus from a student point of view being at least let's get the education system right? No, I think
3: that's that's where collective work comes in because I can't. I can't, I can't expect to write exams on, you can't expect me to write exams or learn within a 40 minute, 45 minute later, or twice grad students We have three hour seminars. You can't expect me to take in knowledge on an empty stomach, right? And therefore, by, by putting these issues through the FRC or through independent bodies within students, within, uh, within the student space, through management, for example, right? And then management also then pushing, putting pressure on the higher education department to be able to provide more funding and um, to the university that the budget is allocated towards these things. That speaks for a collective effort. It's not I don't think it's useful for us to actually just talk just to 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 allocate sort of to say, okay, we're going to focus on one issue. Because this is broad, right? It's a, it's a multi-pronged type situation that we're in, right? Because when we're thinking about education, we we'll also have to think about shelter as well. So we need to be able to study and equal condition.
1: Okay.
4: Conditions
1: All right. So I, got I got that. that. I got that. I got that. You can't expect me to take your knowledge on an empty stomach. It, 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 it's it's a very reflective uh, comment. Uh, we'll get further calls as well. Uh, and I'll go back to the other guests. But I'll tell you what, when you're calling, whether you're, you're someone who's... Uh, who, who experienced June 16, 1976 directly, or someone who just was aware of it, versus someone who's now much mm. younger. Now, either way, I'd like to get your thoughts. It's a very, very important issue. We know what students fought for in 1976 on that day, June 16th. What should they be fighting for now, and how broad or how narrow should that fight be? One issue, ten issues. I can list ten, but I'm just wondering about the strategy. Give me your thoughts around yes. that. Let's get calls. Two o'clock. door we go. Jody High. Jody, yeah, it's me. Yeah, yeah, Jody. Um, yeah, like,
4: I think the issue here, I mean, one of the people before brought it up, it's the accountability of leadership and the fact that leadership has gotten too comfortable. Now, that was in a university context, but I think we should take it to a government context. The current government, they, they're they not good for young people. they old people. They're just there. They, it's, you know, just corruption and stealing money and encounter. And All right,
1: so what should happen? You're telling me what is happening. Every, I'm sorry, what I should
4: happen? Is, what should happen is we should take an economic approach. We should focus on, I don't know, getting young people to have access to opportunities after they graduate. I'm a student. I'm on VAC now. I don't know for sure if I'm going to have a job when I leave. And I want that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the Mm. issue lies. That's what we should do for the youth. And I think here here in free states, like, we have a major problem because the ANC is governing, and we don't see this happening. So me, all my life, I thought if I vote for another party, I'm going to be in cut. But now, like... Okay, I got that. Now we're
0: moving
1: into party debate. debate. I don't want to get into a party debate. I understand what you're saying. I I think you made a point. Thank you so much for that. Uh, That's Jody. Right, Zoe go ahead. I... Hello, Yazawi, yeah, so you're on the air. Hi, hi. I,
3: I'm I'm calling um to say that I'm, I'm a student at K University, right? Um, I was financially excluded. Um, right. Due to school fees, not being able to pay my funds, and yep. because I, I I changed parties and I I for for a different party like that, I was excluded. I'd like to know um what is the South African government
4: doing in order to 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 eradicate.
1: Alright, I think the point is heard, I'm not yeah. sure we can answer that question, excepting you've amplified it by mentioning it live on there what we're asking for really, Zoe, thanks for that call is is what should, maybe that's what you should be fighting for, you know, an, an equality in terms of access to education, as opposed to people having allegiances uh, then that gets better access than others, I don't know you can tell me about that, you are well, well Michaela Erskog with me as well we'll get to her right after this
0: Five. Love of the, game. the Big Question on Afternoon Talk with Ashraf Garda, Raising the issues, no Else will. Only on SAFM.
1: I'm looking forward to putting Eddie Mbalo in the spotlight uh, on the other side of three but for now we're talking about the 2016 generation that's really what we're talking about versus the 1976 generation that June 16th generation of then and what the differences are that means what should the 2016 generation be fighting for what is their June 16 uh, and and just how broadly, how narrowly do they go. I'll get to some of the other callers in a moment or two. Michaela clock with me as well. Let's just, let's pick up on this. The I mean, both of you concur, in fact, be, between yourself and uh, Tommy Corner, that there are broader issues because they're all interlinked. Just to confirm, is that correct, Michaela? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, could you repeat that? I was saying both both yourself and uh, in Tommy's corner concur that the issue the students need to fight for now must be broader rather than just one particular issue because the the, the interlinking impact of one on the other can't be withdrawn. So you, you concur with that, right?
3: Yes.
1: Okay. What, what then about the difference between 76, which is that those students who protested were protesting without any representativity in government, um... And, mm-hmm. but, but the 2016 generation, uh, we have a democratic country, the, the protests can legitimately be taken up in government when it comes to other social issues. And therefore, mm-hmm. is there not another reason to say focus on one strong issue and let political parties, NGOs, other social activists handle all the other social ills that affect an impact on our country, an impact on students? Of course, we know that.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I think what also is quite interesting about um, this discourse of, well, we have a black government, we have a democratic nation, we have a post-94 dispensation, is mm. a lot of the logics that underpin colonial ways of doing things still remain. So, for example, they mm-hmm. were back in the day they were fighting for the fact that we need to be taught in a language we can understand so we can embed our future, right? And in that context, it was a lot to ask for. But it's, interestingly enough, Last year in April, we had a – it was a transformation colloquium, and a lot of students were raising issues around curriculum and the need for transformation in the curriculum. And one of the lecturers' responses was, we are terrorists. We are similar to the Rouge, you know. So they're using terrorism, the concept of being a threat to the nation, being um, 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 people of violence, want to act violently in an abnormal way against normal ways of doing things, this is still an embedded logic that people draw mm. daily. Also, mm. it's also interesting, because I'm, I'm fine with the fact that elders will think differently. As Sosok and has said several times, we operate in different modalities. They come from a different moment, so we need to know there are differences in the way we do things. But it also must be clear that they can't... We, we also need to be able to call the elders out when they are not... Mm, They aren't actually being weary of the ways in which they're talking in a way to silence us as youth. Because a friend of mine asked me, why are you speaking on the phone about this? Because our voices mean nothing, because the way we express ourselves will always be missed by elder generations.
1: Okay, I, w- I want to just pick up uh, th- this. Uh, there's another one I totally agree with Michaela And I wish she could be given more time To address the issues A lot of professors are just empty tins With chips on their shoulders From Ernest in Soweto uh, Listening mm-hmm. to the political rhetoric Makes it quite clear That very gross generalizations Can be wrapped up in one word democracy, uh, and then saying it's called mm. demon crazy, according to an anonymous SMS. There's some more tweets, I'll just pick up on Pervis, saying, saying why old people always think of drugs when the subject of youth is brought up, why don't they talk mm. free education, um, which is interesting, and Olufunso saying, well, 40 years later, uh, June 16, now is deeply politicized, real issues affecting youth are not properly articulated and projector, which I thought is, is quite uh, significant. I, w- I wanted to then go back then to, uh, in John B. Zikona, Uh the, the point brought up by Michaela early on, which is something I've suggested, is about the level, the, the, the emphasis on the quality of education, right? Um, yeah. And that point about many professors who are really as has been suggested sort of ten professors do, do you concur with that because if if that's happening, then in fact in even in a democratic South Africa, we are putting the future of our youth and therefore the future leaders at risk because of receiving ironically yeah, an yeah. inferior education. Never mind, the language of instruction is all fine. to
3: you just now when i 'm done Can you repeat that because I can't hear you clearly.
1: Yeah, I, I was saying uh, uh, the, the point that Michaela just brought up about the the lack of quality with some of the lecturers at universities mm. and that how impacts on your ability to learn. I'm saying if 76 in June, June 16 impacted on the stu- uh, student's ability to learn, the lack of quality teaching does the same as well. Uh, wh- what do you think should be done about that? Oh, um, <laughs> I would,
3: I would probably. I would love, I mean, in, a, in an ideal world, we'd all fire them. Um, but I think, you know, we need to think of this. There needs to be a, somehow there needs to be a way in which we can all hear each other. Because also there's this issue, because Micaela touched on it, this, this issue of, of respectability politics. And especially when it's in the, it's in the, in the state of, of higher education, where someone, because of a title, thinks that they, they know better, and they are above sort of critique, um, and so I think because this is something that needs collective work. Because when we're thinking, of, when we talk about, you know, whenever we're in these university spaces, we're all talking about stakeholders. So academics are stakeholders, in as much as students are stakeholders. So if we all have a stake in the university space, for example, if we're going to particularise it in this example. Then we all get to have a chance to be able to think about ways of, um, of sort of, of. of of, um, of teaching within this time, right? So when you started the conversation, we spoke about what 1976 means in 2016. So we then need to think about what education means now. So in 1976, it was about language, among other things. Right? In this context, um, in the 2016 context, we're also thinking about how we can include African thought into the canon of Mm -hmm. politics. It's laughable if we think about the fact that in the politics department you can go through three years without talking about a black right? That is a laughable concept. Okay. So, you can't learn uh, black consciousness in your undergrad, right? So I think there needs to be a conversation where we open up stuff, where we actually put aside
1: egos as okay. well, because this is also a very large issue to do with an ego question. Right, let's get back to callers now with Sitle from uh, Soweto. Hi, go ahead.
4: Hi, how are you?
1: Yeah, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Your thought.
3: Now, you're speaking to Teacher transport here? Um, I just wanted to pose a question of how, okay I fall under the middle class of society, society want to have it that way, but now I applied for NASA and I was, I couldn't get it, I wasn't accepted to it, I tried to get it. So I wanted to understand and know, how, because I can't afford on my fees. At this moment, um, I'm, I'm unable to, to pay for them, and I don't know what to do for that. So, like, how do I go about that? Because there's nothing, basically, for the middle class. You know what I'm saying? Okay,
1: that, that issue of the missing middle, then, once again. Thank you so much. But, but Sita, but, yeah. but, just before, I mean, I understand your issue is a personal issue, and maybe somebody can pick it up. But in terms of that broader question that I've asked, what is the June 16 of the 2016 generation? What would you tell me? Sita? Maybe she's gone. Okay. Uh, Pity. Carmen, go ahead from Durban. Hi. Um. Hello. Yes, Carmen. Um, this is Carmen
4: from Durban speaking.
1: Can you hear me? Uh, very clearly, yes. Go ahead. Okay.
3: um, To my understanding, um, much of this joblessness is the the result of the dismissal state of our education system. And what I believe Mm -hmm. is education is the only thing that can turn the boat around for us youth. I think educate the youth, educate around the masses, and educate the population so it can take education decisions, that we can make education decisions about our own future and that of our Mm -hmm. nation. Um, To my understanding, I think um, the DA, a youth wage subsidy was suggested by the DA as a possible solution in boosting our youth employment. By, uh, okay, but I'm asking, Department you see, what, what I'm asking, so what a bit about, I'm about employment. Why, what is the government doing about it? All right, good. Well, um, okay, I'm going to so so move yeah,
1: on, only because we're not answering that question directly, and I understand your concern, but it's not going to help where we are right now. It's maybe another issue we need to talk about about youth employment, which I think, well, we know it's it's a massive hot potato, isn't it? Um, I'll pick up some other callers in just a second or two. Let's go back into to uh, uh, Mikaela Now, we've got about four minutes to go, incredibly, Mikaela. Is, is there any other specific around this discussion that you that we haven't touched on that you want to bring up
4: hello
1: Michaela yeah
3: hi um, I'm a student from 4 University right and um, um, I was struggling to 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 study because don't have money to study um, so um, what what, what, is, what
4: is the government doing to, to alright
1: wait that I, I, that, that's a caller right I, I, I think sorry? the lines are all crossed here yeah what is your name what is your name? Oh. Okay, we've just lost you. I, I can't. I can't. I can't hear you, Michaela. Are you? Are you there still? Hopefully you are, right? Michaela, say hi if you are there. Uh, not too sure if she is. I'll, I'll then go back to uh, in Tombezekona Valela. And, uh, let's, let's talk about this. Is, is there any specific issue around that? You know, issues that need to be raised for 2016 uh, students that we haven't quite touched on. Do you want to bring up? Mm-hmm. Um. I think
4: we've
3: touched on most of them, so fees, uh so access to universities financially, right? And um, because also there's that issue of the missing middle that actually we didn't really think about. Because also, um, yeah, this this this, this you're, you're too poor you're too poor to get access to um, to education, but you're also too rich to get the funding, so nestless and whatnot. Um, so I think that's another conversation that we also need to have. That's another issue that we need to have to address. Also, grade 12 studying, um, to, uh, studying currently, uh, writing their, sitting their trick exam. right? We need to think about access in that context as well, right? Because they're writing to be able to apply to spaces like both universities,
4: Rhodes University,
3: and, uh, and so on. So we need to think about how we can... What that means for a, a matrix student right now, thinking about fees must fall when we're thinking about access to the university. Okay. Let's what let, this us conversation. All right. Means.
1: Let's, let's bring in Michael once again. Michaela, we're going we to wrap up. Any one final point you need to bring up that we maybe haven't touched on? Um,
3: I think we can, we really need to talk about also a, a, a level of generosity amongst us all because whilst Mm. we we, we might come to things differently whilst we do have political differences ideological differences, experiential differences the fact of the matter is we are at a point where we actually need generosity we need people to be patient with one another and with a level of sincerity because this this, this fighting spirit whilst it's admirable, we won't heal as people and we won't come to a, a, a mutual understanding if we don't have a level of generosity whether it's in the education system whether it's in our society at large
1: all right, so that's yeah. an interesting one. I'm, I'm going to leave it then to. Uh, in, in fact, there's a couple of tweets. I'll just pick up quickly. Uh Cam99. All racists want to jump on the June 16 bandwagon. Where were they? Uh, I'm not too sure really what you mean by that. By the way, Do uh, Blozy saying the fight for free education and the demise of oppressive colonialist symbols, suggesting that would be the number one issue. You've got 20 seconds to give me a final point. Uh, in Tommys corner go ahead. Um, I think you know we need to.
3: Well, I think we've, we've, we need to note the steps that, that, that have been made so far. I don't think we should be too hard on ourselves either. because We live in a totally different context um, to what the 1976 generation says but also there are things that we also need to look at and work towards, so the education and other contexts. We need to also remember that this is not a singular issue, and, it's not the, and the issues are not mutually exclusive, but okay.
4: we
1: live multi-pronged lives. And that's where we're going to leave it. I think that point is important because yeah. we're multi-pronged, you're quite right, but also the biggest change is that the people in charge of our education are people elected by the majority of the yeah. country. In fact, they're f- fully representative, and that's very, very important. Thanks for your time in Dominique okay. Corner, Valeland, and thank you as thank well you to so much. Ne- <laughs> it's a very important issue maybe part two some other time I don't know what for you is the June 16 of the 2016 generation we're going to get to the spotlight in a moment Edwin Barlow looking forward to talking to him but first the news of three